Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Hi. Hello. (laughs) We're in person right now, everybody. Yes. So we got to meet yesterday. So, so exciting. Yeah, we were, yeah, where are we? What is that? Somewhere in Pennsylvania? No, no, no. The episode number. <laughs> oh, episode 13. 13. Okay. Uh, she's the one with the spreadsheets and the tallies that I'm just like, yep, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works though. She's an anchor. Oh, oh here comes my kid. Should I just start over? Yeah, I guess so. I figured. I figured that was going to happen. Go down there. Hey, babe. We're going to do a podcast episode. Is that all right? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Well, maybe just like quiet. (laughs) Or if you can edit out background noise, that's fine too. (laughs) We're trying to make your job easier. Yeah. All right. Well, she wants to go downstairs. Okay. Okay. Are you okay? Do you need anything? No, no, we're fine. Okay. Uh-huh. It's not a nice basement. What did you say? It's nice. Down there. <laughs> he said there's some dirt down there. Oh. <laughs> a lot of dirt and a lot of wolf spiders too. <sighs> okay. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, we're currently sitting next to each other on my couch. I All know. Cozy. This is so exciting. <laughs> our first, our first meeting and our first in-person episode. Yeah. Episode 13. It's crazy. That's, that's a big deal. It is. It is. <laughs> Lucky 13, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun hanging out. I am on another work trip, but I got to loop this in. Yeah, when we first talked about it, it felt so far away. And then all of a sudden, it's yeah. here. And yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad it could happen, though. Hello. You said I could stay with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't felt uncomfortable. We were talking about that earlier. It's just like, I don't know. You just got here and it's just been seamless. So yeah. I have enjoyed it. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so what else is going on? I know. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about everything in the last 24 hours, but, um, yeah, we got to get a photo shoot done this morning, mm. which was super exciting. Um, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> our, our one hour as models. <laughs> I learned a lot (laughs) how to not do my hair, dress, or look. (laughs) They were, yeah, she was really on your hair. Yeah, I know. I have really thick curly hair and I straightened it and that was obviously a big mistake. (laughs) So it's okay. 
I think we have at least one usable photo. So. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of trying to rebrand a little bit. So um there there may have been some confusion like <laughs> when we we started our Instagram page and then it kind of became my personal page and then it kind of became nothing and mm. we're going to we're going to separate all that. So by the time this airs that should be a separate account to be named by me yeah. <laughs> before this airs TBD and we'll each kind of have our own brands and then we'll, we'll start the podcast page. So all the links we have, will get updated, but we're, yeah, we thought it would be fun to get some photos taken. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to start up a business page and I wanted some photos taken to eventually create a website and, um, yeah, I'm starting to offer health coaching now. I'm so <laughs> close to my NTP, so it's kind of exciting just going through this launch phase, but there's just a lot of decisions. And yeah. Yeah. The unsexy side of business <laughs> ownership. It's a lot well, of back end stuff. You went through all this. I did. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It really is overwhelming. And there's always something to learn too with email lists and, you know, organize ways to organize. And I don't know. So I am yeah. getting organized, everyone. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but. So yeah, learning curve, but I think we're doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> no, this uh, this was fun. Mm -hmm. Like I think the the photos and like I don't know, yeah. it, it's the fun side. Like the website yeah. building is sometimes just kind of annoying. I know. Well, I actually I don't know if we've talked about this. I had a Squarespace account and just it just sat there. I had it mostly done and it was fine for whatever. But I just got mine redone. I hired somebody. You Can did? I tell you that? Yeah, because I just couldn't. It's not my wheelhouse at all. And she was amazing. So yeah, it was fantastic. It was a really, I'm so thankful for it. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, my friend is going to be building mine. So it's moving slowly. Mm -hmm. I want to start with the email list and some basic, like, you know, a name. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a little important. That name TBD <laughs> uh, will be figured out. And then, yeah, like an email, an email and then a website. And, mm -hmm. But I mean, some of that'll be fun, like the colors and the yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, we're exciting. So nourished and nurturing is the podcast and what we're doing together. And my my stuff will get moved. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> One, two, three, done. Yeah. So so this is. We were trying to figure this out, but we're pretty sure this is the week after Thanksgiving. It yeah. feels like it was forever ago and just, I don't know. So how was your holiday? It was nice. Um, we do the same thing every year. So we've gone to my dad's brothers for 30 years and I just love my family holidays. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was my, like my cousins, my aunt and uncle, and we stayed over there. They're not far from us, like 45 minutes away, but. Um, it was just nice. Cause I like the family time, like the, the holiday itself can be kind of crazy was trying to talk to people. And then the next day we kind of just lounge around mm -hmm. and you get to spend time with, with whoever stayed up there. But yeah, so, so nice. it was nice. But then Connor ended up, he was kind of sick. It wasn't too bad on Thanksgiving, but Friday, he he was really cranky. Yeah, that's so hard when they're not feeling well. 
Yeah. And even, so we were hanging out Thursday night and this is, you know, I talked about my family with the drinking and stuff and I'm pregnant, so it's easy to not drink. (laughs) Um, But I did hang out and play beer pong and play games with my cousins. And I think we put Connor to bed around nine and then around 10, he was crying and Scott went up there and I didn't end up going to bed till one. Like I was just hanging out and like Connor is like in the bed with Scott and I'm like, I feel bad. Maybe I should have went up there. <laughs> Maybe I should have went up there sooner. Uh, Cause I don't think it was a fun night for Scott. Yeah. He was just, he, I don't know. The sick little one. Yeah. It's, it's tough. so tough. It is. But he's better now. Good. Good. So, how was your holiday? It was great. We went to my in-laws first. So about four hours across the state. And it was actually fine. I was really nervous. I think I've talked about on here a little bit. There was just a lot of tension the, the time before seeing my in-laws and uh, didn't really end on the happiest note, but we were there for two days and it was just like nothing ever happened, which was I was really glad for. So if, if anyone was faking it, it didn't seem like it to me. <laughs> I'm just really happy that that's how it ended out. And it's always just so nice to spend time with my brother-in-law because um, he lives in Vietnam most of the year and it's yeah it's great when he comes home and he and I killed two bottles of wine one night and (laughs) it was great we had a lovely (laughs) evening (laughs) were they both you no it was pretty much (laughs) glass for glass so an even split bottle per human (laughs) my mother-in-law that my in-laws don't drink at all and they were okay like you know the whole next morning my brother-in-law misplaced his computer and it's not like we were drunk you know I don't know wine doesn't do the same thing for me as as beer or anything like that, but he couldn't find his computer in the morning. And my, there were just all these comments of, Oh, well, if you didn't have that second bottle, <laughs> it must've been that bottle. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. But then we went to my grandparents, my grandma still puts on the holidays and there's like, I don't know, upwards of 30 people now with significant others and kids in her little house. And it's just so fun. It really is fun. And that was, uh, of course, lovely. My son's not really around other kids a ton. We have play dates and things like that, but I have, I don't know, my cousins have like five or six kids between the two of them now, five. Um, and he hung out. Like it was, it was good. I was happy. They were all really, they're a little bit older than him and, or like really, really young, brand new babies. So that was fun to see them all interacting. And we ended up leaving a day early because there was an ice storm coming through. So I was a little bit bummed. I was a lot bummed, <laughs> honestly, about that, but you know, clearly I'm not going to risk our lives <laughs> just to hang out for another day. So we got to decorate my parents' tree before we left. And it was, it was a lot of fun. My son has no interest in Christmas. So. Oh. He just didn't want anything to do with the tree. And I don't know, it was kind of funny, but it was a good holiday. I needed to get out of this house. So the timing was perfect. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 With the kid thing. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Connor, he seems to really like his little school now. Oh, I love that. So it's an hour and a half, three days a week, but um, just kind of getting him into this space where he doesn't get what he wants all the time Mm -hmm. and he has to navigate like sharing and some things like that. Um, It was, I could tell it was tough for him at first. Like he would really talk about how he was sad when grandma left Aww. and like, um, but now, now it seems like he runs right in mm-hmm. and he's happy to be there and he knows he's going to get picked up. And, 
uh, I don't know if you guys do Daniel Tiger at all. No, like, not yet. <laughs> there's, there's this one where like Daniel Tiger starts school and it's like, grown ups come back. Oh. <laughs> and so he like, he'll sing that and he'll just oh be goodness. like, um, so it's like it, he still recognizes that, yeah, I'm a little sad, but. I can be here, and it's not that yeah. long. I think an hour and a half is a good. I think that's great amount of time for a two-year-old. So we want to keep doing that. The session ends, I think, next week already. I think it was only seven weeks. So yeah, well, I hopefully put him back in something. Yeah. with the new year, it doesn't. It's like in sessions. Okay, at the park district. Okay, so. I would do it five days like a week. That. Yeah, if I could. Um, but my, I don't know. There's just all the stuff with like coordinating rides and cars right. and yeah, that's a little challenging. Right. It's not just one person <laughs> doing it all the time. Yeah. So. And it's almost never me. So yeah. I can't, although maybe, and you know, I probably shouldn't be saying this in a public <laughs> location, but I think I'm going to be working from home, um, fairly soon just with kind of rounding out the pregnancy. I'd, I'd like to work from home and just play, I don't know, you know, rest a little. Yeah, absolutely. And so you earn that. <laughs> I, yeah. But, so I would have to figure that out, but yeah, maybe it would allow me some flexibility to bring him to school or like do, yeah. do some of that stuff. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's coming up like third trimester's here. I know we were talking the other day and I just was talking about how fast it went for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, really? This, this pregnancy has been so easy. It's so easy like, for me. <laughs> <laughs> you just told me you were pregnant five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a little more than that for me, but it seems to be going well. Other than that, question about the placenta still but it seems like that should still hopefully work itself yeah out, yeah I said the odds are in your favor yeah so uh, some of the stuff um I, I've had some guilt around doing all the pregnancy things like we talked about the week by week guide mm-hmm. and some of these things that we both did with our first pregnancies and now that I'm pregnant again I'm not necessarily doing all of the things. I'm really trying to support myself nutritionally, but I'm not really exercising. And I I do think it's important to exercise when you're pregnant, but it's just, there's a lot going on. And in terms of like all of the, I don't know, ideal, like doing prenatal yoga every week, like Mm -hmm. I have been going a little bit, maybe three times, but it's not the same as when I didn't have a kid. That's what I was going to say. Your whole reality is different now. You can't just necessarily up and leave when you feel like it, when you could, when the baby, the first baby was just gestating, (laughs) you know, you didn't have to worry about childcare or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and I think like when I was pregnant with Connor, um, Scott and I like talked about what we had going on in our lives. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be on the baby project and I will let you know when I need something from you. But if not, I'm just going to like do my research, do all the things. And this is going to be my main focus outside of work. And that's just not where we're at now. And even 
trying to leave the house to go to prenatal yoga. I, I feel a little bit of this, like, is it okay if you watch the kid, even mm-hmm. though I'm doing this for our second child, right? It's not, it doesn't have the same reality to it that Connor has, who's running around and needs to be taken care of. And yeah. Um, so we talk about this and it's, he understands, yes, it's important that you're, you're taking care of this other baby too, but it's just, and then with all the other things going on, like the podcast and the nutrition school, and it just feels like there's a lot I'm asking for from him. So it's a season though, right? I mean, it's easy to say when it's not my season, but Yeah, I just think I I have some guilt around it because I feel like I could be doing more for this baby and I'm not doing everything that I did. Yeah. I don't know. I I do think all that stuff is important, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's, I'm sure my baby's going to be healthy, but absolutely. (laughs) You know, you want to do all the things. Right. Oh, I I understand. So some of the things I finally started looking at some of the resources from when I was pregnant with Connor and I want to start looking at the positioning again, like doing the things to get the baby head down. Um, I just sent this out, like, I guess, uh, right at 26 weeks, like the baby's normally sideways and then between 26 and 30 weeks, they usually go vertical. So they'll either go, head down or they'll go breach. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're vertical in the positioning. So I'm kind of right in this space right now where I know my baby's still sideways. I like laid down and had Scott feel for the head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Confirm um, please. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I'm just like, okay, the walking is really good doing things where your pelvis is kind of tilted forward and your belly can kind of hang hang out or hang down, um, is good for like giving the baby room to move. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the prenatal yoga stuff or like spinning babies was a resource I used where it has a little yoga program. It'll have you in like cat and cow kind of things or in positions where you're stretching forward to kind of give your belly and your pelvis that space. Yeah. And cause I think a lot of the baby positioning, the baby kind of goes where there's the most room. So you want to create that space in your pelvis and your lower belly for the baby to yeah. I guess, want to be there. Right. <laughs> How enticing this is. Right, right. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm starting and I've still been sleeping on my back, which um, I talked to my midwife about that. I think they like they meaning the general advice yeah. is kind of don't lay on your back anymore mm-hmm. after a certain point, but like it's still comfortable for me. My midwife said if you're on that vein that you're not supposed to compress when you're on your mm-hmm. back, you will feel it. Like it oh, would okay. not be comfortable yeah. to lay like that. So I think but that's another place where you're kind of not creating that space while you're sleeping in your belly. Like they almost they now meaning like the spinning babies right. side of things like the create the space for the baby. It's almost better to be spending time on your side or even on your belly with like an inner tube or something under you where 
the belly's able to hang down. So I'm going to try to not sleep on my back. And yeah. Um, well, that actually, I'm kind of excited about this update, a d- different update, but we uh, recorded that episode with Rochelle from the non-tox shop and like a new mattress was something I would like, <laughs> that, yeah. that was my question. I think I made that obvious in the episode, but um, it was just one of those paralyzing decisions to me. Like we need a mattress. We've needed a mattress for years and I don't know how to, like, I want to make the right decision from an environmental perspective and from a toxin perspective. And a lot of the ones that you just like come out first on Google are like $5,000. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, the episode with her for me personally was extremely helpful to say like, here's the things to look for. Here's the things that are kind of BS. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. Smoke and mirrors and all of this is so real. So we did pull the trigger on Cyber Monday and bought a mattress. We bought from My Green Mattress, which was not one of the companies on Rochelle's website. But she was talking on our episode about being Ecotech certified and how they really test everything for off-gassing or anything that's coming off of it. So I, I was really glad that it was as easy as looking at that. I was looking for something without coils and it was organic, mm-hmm. uh, organic wool and then latex, which are all natural materials. So I'm so excited. We're going to be in a king size bed. It's huge. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're in a full now, right? A full. Yeah. Yeah. With Connor sleeping between us, like as little as possible, but it still happens. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a reality. <laughs> yeah. That's so. exciting. I am excited. Like, I just loved that episode and I'm going to go back and listen again and take notes. Yeah. She is just a wealth of information. So thankful for people like her who just love the Do research, all the research. And dig into it and could just help everybody else. <laughs> I know. Cause I think we're both into it like that with food. Yeah. But it's like some of this other stuff, it's like, I just want somebody to tell me what to Exactly. Buy. <laughs> yep. Food and beauty products, like personal care stuff. I know more than anybody should know probably. <laughs> But yeah, the mattresses, because we just, well, our backs have both been bothering us. And we had one, we bought one, I think it was just five years ago, but it was just really, really inexpensive and not good quality. But I didn't know anything about any of that then. And it was just bowing in, you know, you'd lay down and you could just like, we'd both just roll into the center. Yeah. So we got a new one too, but it was, I looked at the My Green Mattress one, but just with this, you know, the remediation thing, our budget was a lot tighter than I wanted it to be. So we ended up with Tuft & Needle, which I felt good about. It was, I don't think it has the Ecotech certification or whatever you call it, but it's Green Gold Guard, whatever that is, certified. Okay. And I know it's organic. So it was just like a nice middle of the road option for us for now. And we've only had it for a few nights, so I can't really speak to the longevity of it or anything like that, but it's been comfortable. We like firm mattresses. We're firm people. So yeah, it's been good. It's been good so far. And it's not something, I wasn't in a hurry to change my mattress. Mm -hmm. It was just, if I was buying something, I wanted to make the right choice. Absolutely. So we just put it off for so long that I'm like, well you know, if I have trouble making a decision, it's no decision. And we talked about that even with 
Connor's bed. So he has, I think his little toddler bed now is a standard crib size, like the large size of a crib mattress. Mm -hmm. And the migraine mattress does have them. They're on sale now at the holidays. I think it's a little over 200 bucks, but it's kind of like we... I don't, he has a mattress. Right. I know. I know. So I do want to get the organic cotton sheets, which are in closer contact with the skin, but then um, the pajamas, like getting that. And I don't think we're going to replace his mattress. Yeah. And, but yeah. it's like when he goes to a twin and we're buying something, I'm going to yeah make that choice. And when he was up until, up until recently, he was in the Lotus crib okay and that's all non-toxic organic mm -hmm. cotton sheets and it's like so there's a little time in between where yeah it just kind of is what it is we bought it used and right we, right yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all no we're just doing no. our best and you know a lot of people and I know I was guilty of this too when I first learned all of this I just wanted to throw everything away and start <laughs> completely fresh and I know that's I mean that's not realistic for probably everybody most people I'd say so yeah just filling in the gaps like you said is yeah. well it's also just wasteful it is and it's yeah. not like I, I do care a lot about the environment and I don't want to replace things that are perfectly good mm -hmm. even if it like especially if it's just for aesthetics right um which is why if you walk around my house there's a lot of stuff that really could be updated mm. and probably won't be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just specifically, I, I am not in the camp of, I need to overhaul everything. It's just one, I need to replace it. I want to mm -hmm. know, like, I want to replace it with the right thing. And yeah. really a lot of the stuff just lasts longer, like using oh, glass Tupperware instead of plastic. Like it's, that stuff is never going to go bad right or it's oh, never gonna get like crappy and mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever the plastic stuff does so warp and melt and stain <laughs> right oh. the stains I think it, it's just like looks gross right right <laughs> yeah but so yeah that's that's where I'm at and I really liked also what she said not to like make this all about that but like thinking about the new baby she has posts on what to buy and what to prioritize we talked about so um, I really liked how she was kind of saying focus on purity for the first six months where it's really like the baby's really sensitive to things mm -hmm. and then maybe don't worry about it all that much yeah after that like do the best you can like make choices where they spend the most time but so I think what I really want to invest in for the new baby is potentially um a stroller or carrier that's safer. And then she talked also about a mat, um, potentially getting like a wool thing that the baby would lay mm, on yeah, or some, you know, some kind of safe material so that if your carpets or your rugs or whatever, like what you clean your floors with aren't perfect, like the babies don't move when you put right. them down and they're that little. So you can just get one thing 
to bring with you everywhere. And it's like, here's what my baby's on. Cause you don't know what that's in other people's homes, right. either what they're putting on their carpet. If they just cleaned it with something, it's a huge source of anxiety for me with my son. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's I that. worth, I think they were more than I wanted to spend with Connor. Like when I looked at them, but now thinking about it in that way, mm-hmm. I think it makes it easier for me to make that investment. And then like, okay, I'm not going to worry about it in some of these other areas that the baby has less contact with. So. Right. Yeah. So I was, I was really excited about that. And, um, the mattress was a little bit on back order with the cyber Monday, but I'm hoping it comes before we have the new baby. <laughs> TikTok. And then, but then I was like, do I want to give birth on my new? Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's you, something to consider. Well, right. You tarp everything, but yeah. Um, like, oh, this is really comfortable. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to like ruin it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so yeah, I was excited about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited. I think this will be my last trip until, yeah. well, at least my last work trip. Yeah. <laughs> I think Scott and I want to do some sort of getaway. I don't know where I, I'd love to go somewhere warm. We're trying to figure that out, but um, I, I have been traveling for work a lot, which I think has even come up on this podcast, how much I was traveling for work when yeah. I first started recording these and this trip, it ended up being a little more stressful than I wanted it to just, just trying to do all the things. I don't know. Like I, I stayed in Manhattan, even though my conference was in New Jersey, like just over the river. Sure. (laughs) I think it's a river. (laughs) Um, But I was kind of like taking the subway and carrying my suitcase everywhere. And just some of the pregnancy stuff, like I'm definitely losing core strength and you don't want to be trying to use your core like that when it's just not there. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, cause that's where you can get that abdominal separation. If you're, like I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a small one, I think like one finger, but, mm. um, wow. so I'm just, I'm like ready to lay low. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. I tell you all the time, at least in my head, I do that. You're my hero. I could not do that. I just couldn't, like, I can barely work after I had my son. <laughs> but you're glad I came here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't change that for anything. Oh god. We've had a great time. It was actually interesting. The the girl that connected us, Laura, the Modern Mamas podcast, um, I met her at this brewery in my town and that's where we went for dinner last night. So it was just kind of this really neat full circle moment, at least for me. But yeah. <laughs> yes, really, really for me fun. I've never been there. Yeah, this is all new to you. <laughs> but it was, it's been fun. It really has been great. Yeah. I was, I, yeah, just telling you about how I orchestrated this trip so that it was essential that I was like <laughs> for 20 me. minutes from your house. Like I have to be in this location and fly out of the airport. Yeah. That's like this tiny airport that's right by your house. It was a lot of orchestrating. Yeah. You finangled. You did a lot of finangling. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I've gotten to see other, I've seen like three other podcasters that I follow on work trips. And uh, even just like the retreat I went on, I worked one day. It was in, by one day, like two and a half hours 
while I was out there and they pay for my flights. That's and, so nice. Um, it's not always nice. Like, well, <laughs> I, had yeah. to, I had to take a 6.30 a.m. flight to be able to fit in the work. And yeah. So it's like, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot, but it's... It sounds glamorous, but... <laughs> yeah, know, it's, not... it's not glamorous, mm-hmm. but it is like I work hard and I do care a lot about the work-life balance. So being able to... I don't, I, the word manipulates coming into my mind, but I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it that way. I, balance Sit sounds so much it. better. Right, right. Like, I'm balancing the company's needs with my personal needs by, <laughs> by doing this. So, yeah. I did have a lot of work on this trip, but I, you know, we got to hang out yesterday yeah, afternoon. And, nice. Yeah. So I feel a lot stressed out now, less stressed out now than I did two days ago. Good. So. I'm happy I could relax you. <laughs> My couch relaxed you. Let's not kid ourselves yeah. here. Yeah. Should we do anything? No, let's just lay around yeah. and talk. Oh, crap. It's been two hours. Okay. <laughs> we did take a walk. We did. We did. A nice evening stroll. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Well, a lot of what we want to talk about today, I think we touched on this idea of. I'm trying to rebrand. We're like looking at what we want to do as a podcast. Like, who do we want to be connecting with? Why are we doing this? And I think it's more on my end because I have this pressure to like start the website and have a direction mm-hmm. around a business and naming that business. And like, I kind of want to have this idea of who I want to help. But I've been doing a lot of like deep thinking about why am I doing this? And honestly, it's not easy a lot of the time. Like it's very rewarding and like getting to meet people like you, like Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll be lifelong friends. (laughs) And um, I'm a loyalist. I'm a six. You won't get rid of me. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's like, yeah, there's, it's very rewarding in so many ways, but like doing that deep work of like, why, like what makes me want to keep doing this? And, um, I don't know, just like how I got to where I am. I've been doing a lot of, a lot of this like deep work. And for me, a lot of it is stemming from my health history, which I don't even remember how much I touched on this. I don't think a lot in the intro yeah. episode. Um, and I'm not going to go back and listen to make sure I don't repeat anything. <laughs> but um, I had a pretty serious history with mental health issues, and it started in grade school. I started getting some stomach aches and seeing counselors and. Um, what turned into issues with my stomach and turning, basically taking medications to antacid medications um, to stop my stomach pain really. I, I, now I've made this connection. I didn't make this connection at the time, but I, I got thrown into a very deep depression for about eight years And I think to us now who are studying the human body, like if you're not, if you don't have stomach acid, you can't digest proteins. If you don't have proteins, you're not creating these neurotransmitters. And then you don't have these healthy chemicals in your brain 
um, like serotonin and norepinephrine and uh, any of the feel good hormones, your body just doesn't have the building blocks to create them if you don't have protein and Mm -hmm. you're not digesting it. So, and even, even if I was digesting it, I ate like crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was such a carb person. It was terrible. I had like in college, I kind of like bragged that I had cereal for every meal. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) They had like the cereal bar at college with like 21 different cereals. And it was just like, I had a bowl of cereal with every meal and I rarely took an entree. It would just be, it's terrible, but you don't, I don't know. It's hard because I think we tend to associate eating crappy with weight problems and I was thin. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have to think about how I ate. It was just, um, and none of my doctors asked, what are you eating? What do you, what does your activity look like? Um, so I mean, and I don't, like, I don't want to be a downer, but I also don't want to like make light of the situation that was just extremely serious. Um, Cause I didn't finish school. Like I had to, I had to take two different medical withdrawals, possibly three from college um, and kind of piece together my education by the time I was 25. But um, yeah, it was just a serious problem that I really, I really was trying to help myself, but I was going through the traditional Western medical system where I think I started my first prescription, I think was birth control because my, I was breaking out. So they put me on birth control. And then I want to say I was taking some antacids, not a prescription Mm -hmm. for my stomach. And then I started on Zoloft, like a prescription for depression, but it was just my general practice doctor who spends 10 minutes with you and it's just like okay I'm feeling kind of sad and then she just starts writing on her pad Mm. and it's so nuanced and that even like a psychiatrist they will spend they don't see you that often but they will spend a long time like trying to differentiate what is the deficiency like is it serotonin is it this so do you tend to be sad or do you tend to be um lethargic or like what are the symptoms to try to nuance it but this woman just I don't know whatever she got samples of that week or whatever it was it was just like here's your drug and then I would experience side effects from taking that medicine and then it was take a different pill to counteract Mm. the side effects. Mm -hmm. And I was a kid and I got shoved around to a lot of different specialists and got scopes put down my stomach. And um, it it was, it was just, it was horrible to go through as a young kid and to not have any answers or anybody who's really going to commit to helping you like stand by you when it's frustrating that the medicine isn't working or even just listen to you. It was a lot of these, you see a doctor for 10 minutes, they try to decide what prescription to write you or say, I don't see anything wrong and send Mm. you away. Mm -hmm. So 
That I mean, that's just my my history. I was hospitalized a couple of times um, for mental health, and it wasn't until I started seeing. I don't. I he was a chiropractor that okay. did kind of a lot of the similar stuff to what we're doing now yeah. with the supplements, but he was really looking at it holistically, like what's going on? What are you eating? Um, and it was, it made a huge difference in my life. And it was, um, I don't even know how I fell into this. It was like somebody I worked with, like offered to buy me my first appointment. Wow. And, um, That's nice. and I was on, I was on really good insurance at the time through my parents with blue cross. And it was, so it was all like a hundred percent covered. Yeah. Like not the, not the supplements, but, um, that's a big deal. It like is just to be able to go. And I finally, it took a long time and it, even like all the prescriptions I was on, they can't tell you to go off of them. Yeah. So it's like, I would ask him, okay, I'm not going to ask advice for myself, but if you were on all these medications, what would you mm. do? And he's like, I'd be doing everything I could to get off of them as soon as possible. Wow. So I don't know. It was just, it made all the difference in the world. Like just finding somebody who actually wants to help you and somebody who's invested. Like, I mean, as NTPs, when we work with clients, you're kind of available for those questions or you see it through into, mm-hmm. okay, this isn't helping. Let's regroup. It's right. not. Yeah. There's a lot more dots that get connected when you're doing it like that. And you're not just, and I get it. It's just the way the system is set up that the doctors are rushing in and out and you're just a number or a statistic. And it's, yeah, it changes well, everything. Part of the problem I think is that they can only talk about one thing. Yeah. Um, so they can't, they can't talk about your diet or your exercise or it's like, no, I'm the doctor that does stomachs. Mm -hmm. I can't ask about your prescriptions for your mental health or make recommendations and say, actually this prescription might be causing the side effect that you're talking about. Like they have to stay in their area Yeah. and they're not talking to each other. Like they might get your chart just to see like what prescriptions are you on or, or things like that. And even in less, less severe circumstances where you're not on prescriptions, they're still not getting that information from other areas of your body. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just, yeah, I just don't want anybody to have to go through that. Yeah. And I want to be that person who can stand by somebody and like, let's actually get help and get the body functioning how it should. Um, Cause it really is like every time I, I remember, like every time I'd start a new prescription, it would be like, this might be the answer. Mm-hmm. And you have this hope of like, I might be better. Like I just, I wanted to be healthy and wanted to be like how I thought everybody else was. And it didn't work for me. Yeah. And if it does, and that's like, that's amazing. If you have a doctor that like you have a, an individual problem like that and you need a prescription for depression or whatever you're going through and it helps you, then I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
but if you're not getting the help you need, sometimes you need that bridge, like that person who's going to say like, let's step back and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so. glad you shared that. <laughs> I, I just know the negative stigma there is around mental health and it's, it can be difficult to talk about and it can be difficult to hear sometimes, you know, because people don't really know. And I'm generalizing here, but you know, how to, how to respond, you know, yeah. and it just, I, don't know. I almost feel we are talking about it sometimes from, from this perspective of being somebody who's past it now, because yeah. I'm, I'm even worried about being insensitive about it because it was such a big thing at the time mm-hmm. that I don't want to say like, I know what you're going through because I'm, I'm not in that space anymore. Like, it's just such a, I don't know. And I can recognize signs of things coming back. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's black and white. Like you have depression, you don't have depression. Like there's things that start to creep up. Like, Oh, I find myself not wanting to leave the house or I find this. And it's like, let's go back to my toolbox. What helps? Yes. Yeah. Moving like, you know, getting acupuncture, like talking to somebody. And so I have these tools that I've built up over time and it just, it's not like, yeah, it's not like it got better overnight either. Yeah. Yeah. And you do have to just try things, you know, if you're someone who is, who doesn't move, maybe try moving. If that works, awesome. If it doesn't, on to the next thing. And I think that's really important too, is to not get discouraged and not just keep it really narrow, you know, because you don't know what your thing is going to be. Well, and I think that's, that's kind of this missing link is this paying attention to your own body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's what they're missing by not asking you these questions by just by just taking the first symptom you mentioned and writing you a prescription, you're not able to make any of these connections and you're not being encouraged to try something and see how you feel. It's yeah. just like, here's your pill. So um, I think, yeah, just even that idea at all of like, like building up tools, seeing what helps, like is something I had to find on my own in a way. Um but yeah, I, I always really wanted to get better, but I was told you will be on medications for the rest of your life. Like you, I, I don't know. It was, it was just a weird, it was a weird time. And I, at some point, I think when I was around 21 kind of resolved, um, that I'd probably never finish college and, mm-hmm. I was going to be this person with these mental health issues forever. And I, I just needed to find something I could do. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and that's the best answer they give you. Yeah. I'm sad. It is. And a lot of people, I'd say the vast majority don't reach out for other answers because it is the experts that are telling you that. And that was one of my main frustrations. And again, I'm generalizing, but my mom, had health issues. And it was just what you said. It was, here's a pill to cover up the symptoms of what the pill did and this pill and that pill. And, and then her doctor would forget, you know, he wouldn't look at her chart and he's like, Oh, you're on a statin. Oh, for how long? Okay. 25 years. You know, it's frustrating. And she's one who didn't really question much. She just kind of did what she was told and, you know, suffered because of it, I'd say. And then when I roll up with this newfound knowledge of the body and all the things like, oh, let me fix you. Let me help you. Um, 
and that's not necessarily what happened, but just kind of opening these doors and at least understanding better and at least being able to pick and choose because she's not a person who was completely willing to just work on everything. You know, she wasn't comfortable with it because it wasn't familiar to her. So, um, I think just, yeah, being in this place where you're providing the education and you're giving them that space to kind of understand themselves better Mm. has been really cool for me to see those dots get connected. But I think a lot of times too, the doctors create that separation. Like they're the expert, they'll throw out terms you don't know Mm -hmm. and they're not to be questioned. And it's like, honestly, you find a lot of egos in doctors. Yeah. Um, so just even, even from our perspective as an NTP, like our program very much says if, if you might have a disease that needs to be diagnosed, like if we're working with somebody on thyroid issues, but we think there might be a growth on the thyroid or it might be an autoimmune disease, like we will say, go talk to a doctor. Right. We don't diagnose. (laughs) Right. We're not diagnosing anything, but it's like, you want to work with them um, because you need, you need that information. But on the other hand, we're empowering you to get answers versus I think a lot of these doctors just want to tell you how it is and not empower you at all. Like you are under my care. I will tell you what you take and you will listen to me. And that's the end of it. Like, yeah. And I'm in an interesting place. My best friend in the whole world is a doctor and she's a damn good doctor, but I think they just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like they, like you said, they're usually they're very niched and they have their specialties. And then that's like the end all be all, right? Because that's all that they're taught and that's all that they know. So that's all that they tell you. And yeah, it's almost like they need those doors open too <laughs> well, <laughs> to connect things. And I don't know. I don't know. It is, it is interesting. But I, and I think the world's changing mm-hmm. with the information we're coming to doctors with because Mm -hmm. of the internet and things that we're able to, not that that's all good information. (laughs) And I think doctors can get frustrated by that, that, um, Oh, I went on web, web MD and I think I have this and I need these tests. Yeah. So it's kind of like this fine line of like, we want to be more educated about our own bodies. And, but I think it is important that we're, if we want tests for something like, doctors might not give them to you. Uh, it took me years to get my thyroid, like more than just TSH tested, even with all these like, like hospitalizations for mental health problems, you can't get your T3 tested. Like no one will prescribe that. And, um, I think it's too bad. And I, I think the more we can take this data on ourselves or just make observations or try to connect things, the better we're going to be able to help ourselves. Yeah. And there are doctors out there who are, they look at you as a whole person and not just like, you know, the sum of your parts. You're not just like a, a body part to them. But again, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate that it takes one or even a handful of them to just give them all a bad name. And I know a lot of people who are very frustrated with the medical system 
I, I see an MD out here. I haven't seen him in like a year or so, but he was great when I was really, really sick. He was a huge advocate for me, which meant a lot. But again, I have been in positions where that was not the case and it was, I don't know. Yeah. Now that you say that, I almost feel bad for some of the things I just said because I totally generalized, but I really was referring to well, you have specific the experiences instances. I yeah. had yeah. when I was in dire need of help that I couldn't find it. Yeah. And so I, I think I have my own biases now. And of course, um, like I want to be this person who knows, knows what I'm looking at before I'm going into a doctor. And I think that definitely led into some of my decisions around how I wanted to give birth. Mm -hmm. Like I had a general distrust for the medical system and it was like, I'm not just going to listen to you. You need to show me that you know what you're talking about before I blindly follow right. your advice. Right. Um, and I, you know, some of that, like the, I don't know what I don't know, like the nutrition advice that when it's not their field, they're happy to tell you what to do with your diet. And they don't like, they, they told me, plenty of folic acid and it's like oh but I have the MTHFR genetic mutation and mm. then I get a blank mm -hmm. stare and it's like my body cannot turn folic acid into folate right. this is not going to help my baby but they don't know these things right and but they're they're happy to tell everybody more folic acid when right. you're pregnant and it's yeah. just a blanket I don't yeah. know so it's like the stay in your lane like <laughs> probably <laughs> is good yeah. in a lot of ways um yeah so yeah, I think I think it's it's translated into my life where I tend to seek care from I know somebody, they've referred me to someone. I can trust them by proximity. Like yeah, they're, they're just good people that are trying to help you. So I think I'm just building more and more of a network now. And we were even talking, I I've so with all of this, I've had I want to say like 15 years of therapy in my life that started in third grade. So I've been on and off, but I've been mostly off for a while now, like six years. And I really would like to find somebody just to talk through some of these life changes, mm -hmm. like the mom stuff. Like there's just a lot I'd like to sort through, even though I don't necessarily have depression, like just, I want to sort through some stuff. Yeah. And I don't know anybody who's referring me to somebody. So you go on your insurance and you find the first name on the list. And it's it's just very difficult to differentiate which of these people is going to give me good care. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think I mentioned this in the breastfeeding episode, like the lactation consultant that I found on my, con on my insurance. It was like, she didn't find my son's tongue tie and... God, I wish we found that when he was eight days old rather right. than seven weeks old. Um, because it was just, it was like a traumatic experience. Yeah. It's probably something I'm, one of the things I'm most worried about now being pregnant is like, oh my God, I have to breastfeed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that would traumatize you. And then, but it was finally seeing somebody recommended from my acupuncturist and it was more money out of pocket mm -hmm. because it was just like, I don't take insurance. It's a hundred bucks cash. And 
it's it, the whole money thing is tough because you can't just say like, Oh, don't worry about money. Um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's sometimes it's just like, well, one appointment with her might be worth four appointments with the other person. Yeah. It's just so hard when you haven't met the person and don't know what they're doing for you. I know. Cause it is like dating. You have to like date these people to vet them and make sure you're compatible and all the things. And when you throw a baby into the mix, it's hard. It's hard. There's no time. (laughs) You want to be able to like the person the first time and trust the person the first time. And I think that's, that's something else too, that can be very disheartening, especially when you know you need help or you at least know you don't feel right. And the person isn't a good match for you, you know? Yeah. And I think on the nutrition side, um, I'll say we, even though I'm not really doing it much yet, (laughs) I think there's a hesitancy to like, is this worth the money? And you try to think like, well, you could spend, you could spend money now, like figure out what's causing these issues that are more minor. Like you get headaches and indigestion, but you can deal with it. And it's like, is it worth seeking help for this stuff? And it's like, well, even just from a financial perspective, like let's say that you have some stomach issues and you don't treat them and they turn into ulcers, Mm -hmm. but you could have worked with a nutritionist early on, but now that you have ulcers, like we can't fix that. You need to also see a doctor and you might also need a nutritionist to get back on, on track. But it's like, it's hard to know what these things are if you don't get any help. Like, yeah. It's like you're, you have to address the whispers and not the screams, you know, once it gets to the screams then, but it is hard to know because a lot of people like just say for bloating, for example, I mean, when you work with an NTP, you could really dig in and address that. But if you go to your doctor and just say I'm bloated, they'll be like, okay, congratulations. You're American. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And common doesn't equal normal. But again, that means you have to be in touch with your body. You have to know what's normal for you and what's not normal. And it's hard. It's really hard to tease that out when you're not in this space. It's like, you know, most yeah, people won't listen to the whispers. I'm a lot less tolerant of being in pain or like, mm-hmm. um, I, you hear about that a lot. Like somebody who eventually needs a knee replacement, like they've been in pain for 10 years and they didn't do anything about it. And now they go in and it's like, Oh, I need a knee replacement. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe if you paid attention to this and I'm not judging, I'm right. No, I know. But maybe if you paid attention to this, when it first started, the thing that could have fixed it was like stretching Mm -hmm. or Um, hydration. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of things that, I don't know. I think ignoring some of these small signals your body's giving you, like your body really wants to be in homeostasis and be healthy. And it's like, it's actually really nice that it gives you all these signals like headaches and back pain or like whatever it is to tell you, you might need to do something about something that's going on in your body. And so if we're in this habit of ignoring these signals or even like not having a period or something where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's convenient. And it's like, no, that's a pretty yes. big, <laughs> that's your report card. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's just like, I'm, I'm definitely in favor now of let's look at these things early on. Um, I don't know. It's, 
it's really hard because I'm trying to think like the story I just gave it started in third grade mm-hmm. and where where would my parents have gone for me other than to a doctor yeah like how do you know to right. see an MTP or an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or like um because like you said if you just go into your annual checkup with your doctor and say I'm bloated I'm this they're gonna check it off on a thing and do mm-hmm. nothing about it because mm-hmm. it's common <laughs> so I don't know that I have necessarily like when when would an NTP be the best answer versus like seeing a different provider how do you find that person who you could work with but I guess just going back to the question I was asking like my why it's like I I want to be that person Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. like I want to help you find answers and if I think you're better suited for a different provider I will probably tell you that and give you a name if you're local or you know just come be in my network and right um so that's something that, yeah, I, I value a lot now that I've created in the place I live, just a lot of providers that I really trust. So, and it took a while. Yeah. And yeah. It's not an easy undertaking. No. Even like a masseuse, like sometimes. I need one. <laughs> Try to find one out here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's like, you can find somebody who's addressing underlying issues or mm-hmm. you can find somebody who's just gonna like if you go in and you're just like oh I need somebody to I don't know like cause all this pain because they said it's the best thing mm-hmm. like I don't know like a lot of people who um say they need massages because they help so much but they've been going every week for three years it's like are you really getting any better? Cause that should be a measure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, like most of most providers you work with, their goal should be that you don't need them anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's always my goal. <laughs> right. <laughs> to teach you how to not need me. <laughs> right. You know? And but. so I think that's kind of a red flag if it's like, Oh, you're uh, like a lot of the chiropractors. It's like, you need to come three days a week for, 12 weeks or that's always a red flag to me if they Mm -hmm. have a standard right here's the program and then they're probably trying to make money yeah yeah not not that people shouldn't make money but right um the main goal should be to help Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so did you have anything else to share about your no story? No, I mean, I, I know I shared a lot in the first episode, so I don't want to repeat a ton, but it was, it's just, I had a friend who went through something. Um, and then like I mentioned my mom and I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I've kind of had a lot of frustrations with, <laughs> with things too, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That was my goal at least because I know there's definitely a time and a place for Western medicine. And like we said, it's fine. Um, but it's not everything. And just to bridge that gap and be the person to at least empower you to know that there's another way or another way of thinking, or just give you a nugget of knowledge. You know, that's just all I've ever wanted to do. Or just um, encourage you to yeah. start paying attention. Yeah. Cause I'm not one to typically advocate for myself. I am now more so than I was when I was, you know, throughout college and 
everything. Um, I just was kind of taught based on actions and maybe words. I don't know to just like someone in authority is telling you something. That's the end. You do what they say. And that's how I saw doctors. And that's how I saw, you know, so yeah, just teaching people to advocate for themselves. Yeah. The advocating, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not one to advocate for myself either. Um, even that situation where I talked about my providers for my prenatal care Mm -hmm. and how they made me uncomfortable. I never told them. Yeah. I just stopped going and found someone else. So I, I never was able to say, I don't think what you're doing is right for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not one to advocate Mm -hmm. for myself either. It's kind of a, I don't defer to authority as much anymore if it's not somebody I trust, but I'm not, I'm also not good at advocating for myself, which is part of why I'm like, I need a new provider right? because I will not be able to advocate for myself when I'm giving birth and Mm -hmm. when it's the most important to me. Like, I don't even, I just don't want to deal with these feelings of like, I should say something, but I'm not going to say anything. Right. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of, I, there's a lot of that for me where I'm sitting somewhere saying like, I should say something, I should say something and I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's tough. It really is tough. It is. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on those things, like be more comfortable with myself, like gain more confidence and I don't know. Yeah. It'll take time. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, I don't know, it's beautiful, but frustrating, you know, that you're always changing, you're always evolving, you're always learning things and applying them or not, you know, seeing if it's a good fit for you, your family, your life. And if it's not, you know, you can move on and there are other options in other ways. And that's, yeah. I have to keep reminding myself of that too. (laughs) No matter what it is, um, I'm not stuck to one way or one thing. So So. how did you find the NTA? Um, well, I worked, I was, I was really unhealthy. (laughs) And then I was telling you I was involved in Beachbody and I just didn't really feel comfortable calling myself a coach and a nutrition expert when all I was, I don't know. I I don't want to badmouth anybody because they are good people with good hearts and good, they have a good idea, but I think just the whole, um, the verbiage is misguided and how it's, I don't know. Anyway, I just didn't feel good about what I was, you know, doing. (laughs) So I found personal training. I I met a girl through Beachbody and we just kind of clicked. We're very similar, like scary similar. Um, And we became really good friends and we were just talking about these concerns that we had. So actually both of us got into personal training and just thought maybe we could help people more with like body mechanics. And then um, that led into the way I knew the way I was eating wasn't serving me at the time. It was just, first of all, it wasn't enough. And then it just turned into this really unhealthy mindset. And I know I've talked about that a lot on here before, um, but it kind of led into this whole paleo world. And then she, I think, I think it was actually her that somehow dug up the NTA. I don't know if it was the Balance Bites podcast and they were like a sponsor and, you know, Liz is an NTP. So, um, I think she might've looked into that. And then I really, really, I was so interested in that because it just made so much sense to me, you know, like, I don't know, everything just clicked for me and it just felt so right. And I didn't join that first year. I applied for a scholarship and I didn't get it. And then the next year, 
right when I was pregnant, I applied again and I did get the scholarship. So I was like, okay, it's a did universe thing. Up doing it? She did it before me. Yeah. That's she good. was like the class before me. So she's an NTP too. She lives in Austin. And That's um, fun. yeah, so it was cool. It was just, you know, and for as much as I don't agree with what I was doing first, it led me to where I am. So I'm grateful for it. You know, I can't say that I'd be here without it. And it's opened all these doors for, you know, like with beauty counter, for example, and just learning about the personal care industry and household stuff. And it was a game changer when I was pregnant. So I'm grateful for that. I really feel like it gave myself and my son and my husband too, you know, it gave my son a really good start. I don't know. So yeah, it was just kind of this weird series of events that life has a tendency of, of doing, you know, but one door opens another and got me here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go a little further back, but I'll be quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so when I was still graduating college, I I do remember telling my mom, like, I think I want to be an acupuncturist Mm. and not finish my degree. Like I want to do this other thing. And she's like, finish your degree or one semester away. It would be stupid. Uh, my, my bachelor's is in statistics and operations research. And like I said, I had been working on this degree for such a long time, like in and out of medical issues. And like, I was finally back. Uh, I went back when I was 23 to university of Illinois, Chicago, where I graduated from. And I was finally like getting straight A's, like doing well. Like I was getting towards being healthier and so it was a big deal for me to be able to like at least say that I could do that like there was always this desire that I wanted to be like a normal person and that was a big thing like being able to finish school and um it was kind of a sign to me of like oh I can do things that other people can do I don't know yeah so then it just leads to like I have this degree in this business field and then I get a business job out of college and it just becomes harder and harder (laughs) to (laughs) do something different when it's, I guess, momentum is the right word. So I've had this momentum towards this career. The Thai massage program I did now was back in 2010. Um, It was six months of like one long weekend a month, kind of like the NTP where Mm -hmm. it's like, this was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, once a month for six months. And then I finished that and I was going to quit my job and I was going to Thailand (laughs) and this was my plan. And I wanted to learn more massage there and like be a massage therapist. And, um, Cause I do, I really do believe like something when you're in this space of being really sick and like having mental health issues, like sometimes somebody just listening to you and touching you and like holding the space, like, I think massage is just such a wonderful thing and it can, it can help a lot of things. It's not just for back pain. Like, Mm -hmm. and like the Thai massage was a lot about similar to Chinese medicine where you're you have energy meridians in the body and you're just getting things moving. So, and like, we know that from a nutritional perspective, like getting blood and lymph moving, like it can help you eliminate toxins. And so there's, there's a lot to massage more than just like muscular Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, 
and like uh, massaging the abdomen, like can help your digestion, like bringing blood flow to the area. So I loved that program. And so it, it was considered to be in the healthcare space to mm-hmm. me. It wasn't just a, like, I don't want to say just massage, but I think a lot of people think of massage as just like either like a spa thing mm-hmm. or a, a back pain thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then my dad was in my ear, like ask for a leave of absence, ask for a leave of absence when I was going to go to Thailand. And I kind of thought they'll never give it to me. And they did. I asked for 10 weeks wow. off work to go backpack by myself in Southeast Asia. And that was, that was my out. Like I was quitting. I was going to do something different. And now I'm still, I don't want to say it like a tragic story. I've worked really hard for my career too, but it's just, there's always been this side of me that wanted to explore doing something different. Mm -hmm. And that's still very much here. Um, so I've I've kind of been going back into that space recently with um I ended up joining Beauty Counter and I joined under someone who is doing nutrition as her work. And part of what I talked to her about before joining Beauty Counter was I want mentorship in building a business, not just in beauty counter. And mm-hmm. she said, yeah, I will be that person for you. And she's actually the one that introduced us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's, she's just really been there for me in trying to get this started and encourage me and like, okay, yeah, I think, I think a podcast sounds great for you because you probably don't have time to blog or to, mm-hmm. you know, do all this. And it's, been wonderful yeah at least on my yeah it has been (laughs) um and then so just being a part of beauty counter like seeing all these women who are really trying to make a difference and build businesses for themselves and support their families and like maybe making the choice that making the most money you possibly can isn't the most important thing in the world. Like being in this space and seeing these women and working with these women and talking to them, it's just been amazing for me. And it's been leaping me forward towards let me take these steps towards this career that I've wanted for a long time, but haven't really put my heart into pursuing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, and I ended up seeing a life coach for one session and she didn't charge me because it was somebody like a friend of a friend that I just was like, Oh, we should meet for coffee. And so it was like, she like asked some questions and like that day, the NTP like class I'm in now, it started two days ago um, on that day. And I was like, I need to sign up because she asked me the question, think about doing what you're doing now forever. How does that make you feel? And I was just like, mm. I need to take a step towards doing something else yeah. now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and this powerful. program had been in my mind for a while and it was in Chicago. So I didn't, I wouldn't have the flight costs in addition to the program. And I'm, I just like Scott and I agreed that I wasn't going to do it because it is an investment of time and money. Mm-hmm. And I just came home and I told him like, 
I'm sorry, but I have to, and we have to figure out how this is going to work. So this was in May. And so starting that led me to like, okay, well, it's, I'm interested in doing a podcast around nutrition Mm -hmm. and like building this more and more. So it's going slowly because I'm working full time and I'm a mom and I'm still in school, but it's, it's been really transformative for me already. And I'm so, I love, I love what we're learning. It's, it's been amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's a journey. Yeah. And I just even just to piggyback off of that, like how deep into the postpartum anxiety I was in, I really think that like this whole nutrition, like the space that the NTA has created as well as beauty counter, like that has been huge for me and keeping my own identity and not being air quotes here, just a mom, you know, cause I desperately needed something that was just mine. It was just for me. And even then when we moved into this house and I, you know, started to not feel well and then figuring out all this mold stuff, I would never have thought of that had it not been for this, like the NTP group that, you know, all these people who had similar stories and one made me feel less alone and less insane, but two also were these incredible resources for what to look for, what to advocate for and how to move forward. And I, I, I can't even imagine, I don't even want to imagine where I would be without that. I just, it's scary. It's actually really scary to me to think about. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love the community aspect of all of this, Mm -hmm. like just women trying to, trying to build something, trying to be the best they can as a mom and a small business owner. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's not an easy thing, but it's so like every little comment we get or like every little, like somebody buys something from our link or like, it just all means so much. It does. It's hard. It's, there's no instant success with this stuff. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of hard work that nobody really sees. And it makes you question every single thing about yourself and your ability to make decisions and just everything. But like, you know, you, it's also you, so awesome. It is. It, I, I truly would not change a thing. And you figure like you spend $50 on Amazon. Nobody cares, but like $50 to me, <laughs> like you paid for half my groceries for the week. You know, I mean, it's huge. It's huge. When you support a small business, it's like you truly, truly are supporting a family and yeah. Yeah. It's been beyond rewarding. You know, there's nothing that's too, too small or even just like people asking questions, you know, yeah. And even the beauty counter thing, like that was something that was a more difficult discussion between me and Scott. And just, um, for those who don't know him, which is probably most of you, but, um, he is very, he doesn't like being told what to do. Like he, he gets very afraid of like, anybody who's trying to influence him or brainwash him. (laughs) So he has this like natural, I don't know, like distaste for MLMs or Mm -hmm. like, you know, he he'll refer to it as, Oh, you're, you're doing your pyramid stuff again. Oh my gosh. You know, it is, I think it it took like, he wanted to make sure I had a good head on my shoulders and that I wasn't going to be some of those, those, some of those companies do try to, get you to spend $10,000 on inventory and I'm not going to, I'm not going to dismiss it and say there aren't companies out there that are 
you know, ruining people's lives. Right. I I didn't really mean to go into this, but um, beauty counter, you're not holding any inventory. There's no real financial investment to do this. So that's, you know, that was a big thing to him. Um, And then, but just the reason around why I wanted to do it, like I didn't necessarily want to be having parties and selling things like Mm -hmm. selling anything, no matter what it was. But you posted something the other day that was like, this company is making a difference for our children's future. Like if you, if you create education around here's, here's what some of these ingredients in your personal care products are doing to your health. And here's an option that doesn't use those things. And like there, there was that buzz, I think it was earlier this year around that cosmetic brand that put asbestos yeah, in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no one's liable. They didn't even have to pull it from the shelves. They did not. It's maddening. Yeah. And most people don't know that. And right. it's a cheap brand that their 13 year old can go in and pay two bucks for some eyeshadow or something like that. Um, and parents who really care, like, who are trying to do the best for their kids, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know that this has asbestos in it and they don't know the effects that it can have of like putting something like that so close to your eyes. And it's, it's sad. And I, I do think beauty counter is a great company and they're really trying to change the environment we live in. And in terms of things that I care a lot about, if if there were a food option, I might have taken that one right. over a cosmetic option. Not that I don't think it's important. Like your skin is a very important organ and people are running rubbing these things on themselves every day. And it is important to look at what's in them. But I do think some of the food ingredients, like labels are just so hard to read, whether it's a lotion or a processed box of something like, mm-hmm. you know, we both eat process, processed food. Mm-hmm. We go with companies that, okay, these are sprouted grains and there's no added preservatives from corn that are, I don't know, or dyes or just right. things like that. So just that space of like, I want to be involved in creating a world where these choices are easier because even with all the education we have, it's so hard to walk it's down so hard. <laughs> a grocery store shelf. Or if I didn't have beauty counter, like trying to figure that out, walking into an Ulta is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. you can only memorize so many things that you're like, I know I don't want something that has this ingredient, maybe five things. Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. And you know, companies are becoming more aware of this and clean beauty is really just, this is just the beginning and it's good. But unfortunately that leads to a lot of greenwashing where companies will put, um, they'll use like leaves and trees and use words like all natural or mineral based and stuff on their labels where okay, mineral-based, that's fine, but where are minerals from the earth? Are they testing for heavy metals? Probably not. So it's like, you know, and natural, what does that mean? Like there's not maybe uh, a phthalate in it, but there's fragrance, which could be one of thousands of chemicals. So it is 
challenging and being a part of a company that empowers you, educates you, and just helps you cut through the noise and all the BS has just like, I'm proud of it. I used to just like cower behind like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want anyone to think I'm selling them anything. No, you freaking need to know. I don't care if you don't buy a beauty counter, but you need to know because no one does. A few people do, you know, it's, you don't, you don't have to like go all out and not everything you own has to be like completely pure, but just knowing, you know, just knowing what the consequences are or what may or may not happen and making those choices for yourself and for your family. And what makes me so angry is these kids who don't have a choice and, you know, these, like the Claire situation, these companies can get away with it. And they do Johnson and Johnson. How many times have they been in trouble for asbestos because of their talc? And it's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And you're not a bad parent if you buy this. I mean, I use the cheapest drug source stuff most of my life, you know, but it's not your fault. You don't know. And I just like, that's huge for me. It's just so being part knowing. of this movement. Mm-hmm. And it is a movement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know about this, but like Probably. there's another, I think it was like BPSA. Oh, okay. It was something else that she said. It's an identically chem, it's an identical compound chemically that is still in all these plastics, but they can put no BPA on the labels. And it's very maddening. And you think you're doing something good by, oh, I bought a BPA-free water bottle. And it's like, yeah, why don't we step back and we just glasses safe. Right. Like, I know. Let's, let's I know. stop trying it's to like, modify exactly. these unnatural things to be slightly better for yeah. us. It's teasing out the buzzwords, you know? So. so again, it's just, it's, for me, it's very relieving. Like I said, with the mattress, like I can go to, uh, Rochelle's website and Google non-toxic baby products and just put a few things in my cart and the work is done because mm-hmm. I trust the research she did. Mm-hmm. It's the same with beauty counter. I'm completely comfortable buying anything in their line. It's all safe for pregnancy. It's all heavily, heavily tested, mm-hmm. like third party tested. Multiple and, right. So, so again, it's just relieving. I would, I love the same thing about finding food brands that like, I know they're doing the right thing from both uh, ingredient, like health perspective, but also a sustainability, like, you know, things, I don't know, just the whole like free trade or mm. like free fair wages to the right. people. Yeah. It's all going to be more expensive than the stuff where it's produced based on slave labor and heavily processed from shit ingredients. Right. Um, so again, you have to choose what's important to you, but, um, yeah. that felt kind of ranty, but yeah, we've, we've really <laughs> covered a lot today. <laughs> we've been all over the place. Oh I think God. That's this probably is, this has been like the whole, <laughs> the whole time we've been talking, we covered like everything, like how we met our husbands and <laughs> lots um, of deep stuff. Yeah. But so again, we're trying to approach this with like, we're not telling you what to do. We're just trying to support the choices you want to make and give you some information. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not perfect. <laughs> no, and I can't be, and I won't be. It'll make me crazy to even try to be. So it's not, it's not worth it. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I do appreciate having the information so that right. more often than not, I can make a choice that I'm okay with. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, All right. Well, yeah, it's been real. Yeah. <laughs> This is actually the end of our hangout too. Yeah, I, I packed know. my suitcase. It's a little intense, but yeah. we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you liked what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.